Hello, welcome to the Love Rosie podcast, the show discussing the 2014 film Love Rosie, five minutes at a time, with Ellen Asprey and Luke Allen. I'm one of your hosts, Luke Allen, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Ellen Asprey. Hello. And welcome. We're here. we're here, we're back, to do some more Love Rosie chatter, and what a week we have ahead. Well, what a five minutes we have ahead. Um, and I wanted to start randomly by saying that I picked up a random DVD and a chat well not random I, ch- I chose it a DVD from a charity shop today which I'd filmed a team before called the rewrite uh, Hugh yeah. Grant movie it's not particularly great but I wanted a, a light watch while I was grabbing something to eat put it mm-hmm. on first thing that plays is the trailer for love Rosie and Wow I was, just, I was just like wow I'm in the I'm in the zone and oh my goodness that trailer spoils everything does it actually just the whole film it's just uh, like oh there's it's like oh um oh no she's pregnant by greg and then oh greg comes back and then oh but she's still like alex but there's bethany and oh you should go see alex now you're famous oh look now we're engaged and i'm like come on that's the movie uh, that's annoying <laughs> just... i never saw the trailer so i think i won that in that aspect yeah it's it's like humorously spoilering like it's mm. so spoilery where it's like this is deliberate like yeah. you know what you're doing. <laughs> um, That's annoying. Well, but, I'm glad I never knew that. Right. What are your overall thoughts of this bit? Of the what the whole popcorn this, thing? No, no, just the whole five minutes of this. The whole five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was just shocked that it all takes place in five minutes. Okay. <laughs> First yeah, of all, I agree. But this is probably the part which sold my heart, where I sold my heart to it. That that is fair. I remember. Yeah my first watching messaging you during this being like i did not expect the film to go this route but i am so on board mm-hmm. um and if this, we didn't have so many messages bit... i'd go back and find what i said but i'm not scrolling that far up yeah It'll probably take a while um no this bit is just like perfectly made in my opinion yeah i have a couple of complaints later on i have a few that. i have <laughs> actually can you please cut me saying that it's perfect because it's not but <laughs> I don't know, it's just, I like how it makes me feel. I know exactly what you mean. It's just that lovely kind of sweet thing. You're so on board. You don't expect a rom-com to introduce a baby this early on. No, no, you don't. And it's just, it's the end bit. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. So, um, we open with Rosie saying, no. You found out. I asked the last scan. I thought I should tell the social worker so he can start his plans. And my first note is just um, that I really want popcorn now. Uh, you know what? <laughs> that's, that's, that's so weird. Takeaway. That's so weird because I actually haven't looked at your notes yet. But I put the nostalgia from pop- popcorn is like irritating me. Popcorn nostalgia? I hadn't thought about because that. cinemas. As... The cinemas. Oh, yeah. Well, I just I just popcorn. I, I rarely popcorned in the cinema. Weirdly, I popcorn at home more than I popcorn at the cinema. Weirdo. I'm... I'm Weirdo. one of those. I'm one of those sneak in your own snacks to the cinema. Kind okay, of people. everyone does that. Everyone does yeah, that. Yeah. But you gotta have popcorn too. Sometimes, sometimes. Always, not. always get the family deal at the cinema, Cineworld. That's even that's if it's fair. only you in the cinema. That has happened before. <laughs> so let's let's go in straight up with um, what's your popcorn flavor? I honestly get mixed. I get sweet and salted mixed. I completely agree. I, Do I you think get that between, too? Yeah, I think between... Okay. If I had to choose between sweet and salted, I'd go salted, but I prefer yeah. mixed above all. Oh, okay, and once... People have called once, me weird about it. 
No, it's not weird. I always get my mixed in cinema. Maybe it is weird. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. But um, I once had coconuts. Do you like coconut? I'm indifferent. I don't like. Okay, it. some people don't like it, but I got this like I think it was like coconut and salted popcorn once, and they were the best things I think I've ever tasted ever in a meal deal. I just <laughs> who gets popcorn with a meal deal? I don't know, but I I got it at one point, and I do not regret it. <laughs> and coconut. And so that's such a no, interesting combo. I, th- I think also there was something else, like something else that was quite sweet, but I don't know. Maybe it was like sweet and salted coconut. I don't know, but there was coconut in it. That it was, does sound oh, very, divine. very nice. It was good. For some reason, Although, I have decided that I'm actually trying to find this message from when I first watched this scene, and I, I have would. Been, I just. I have been scrolling for the whole recording, and I'm back to March. This okay, message. I just, I just honestly wouldn't bother. <laughs> I wouldn't bother. Yeah, I, I'm doubting this very much, but I'm just I'm talking and scrolling. Anyway, sorry, carry on. Yeah, one thing I did complain. I'm we're talking about popcorn. No one cares, but one thing that I do complain about with that particular packet is the fact they were really dry. They tasted amazing, but a bit dry. That and is like, fair. Warm, warm. There's nothing. Nothing beats warm popcorn. I'm sorry to people that hate warm popcorn. Cold popcorn's a bit like eh. Warm popcorn. Mm. Where do you stand on the unpopped bits? I genuinely quite like having a few unpopped bits of popcorn at the bottom. Don't know why. It, Not it too dep- many. It, but de- it depends how nice. crunchy they are. Like if they're yeah. painfully crunchy, no, I'll pass. But sometimes they're kind of like in between, and I'll take that. I mean, if half the bags unpopped bits, you just feel like you've missed out. But if there's like just oh, a kind yeah, of true. reasonable amount, then it can be quite quite a nice conclusion. To, to but it, honestly, it does depend on like how hard they are because sometimes they just really hurt (laughs) i agree that that leads me to like a random question have you ever broken a bone have we spoke Uh, about this before no we have oh we we have off call okay but not not on not on the show oh i think we discussed it the other day because i remember telling you about my sprained ankle and you talking about your fractured wrist ah that's it yeah I fractured my wrist, wrist running into a goalpost playing hockey. Which is still better than my spraining my ankle falling out of a tree. Okay. It's kind of typical though, isn't it? That's just like a... Yeah. At least it's not broken. Yeah. But, as you know, as they say, sometimes a, a sprain or a fracture can be more painful than a break. Yeah, maybe. I, th- I think they say that. Otherwise, I've just made that up. Um, but it's... Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, let's. That would be that wrong. could be that's... a boring question of the week, or it could be our question of the week. Who knows? We don't know I what mean, standard we're at. It could work. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not? Um, I did once break a. I, this is gonna sound really boring, but uh, I did once break a tooth, but like a tooth like fell in half. I just lost half of my tooth once. That's strange. I was in. I, I was. It was in. I was in. I've never had uh, fillings, and I've never had a broken tooth. I've had I've had fillings on like my milk teeth, and it was the same with it was it was a milk tooth in um, uh, it was primary school so it's like it's probably like year three so about like seven, um, and I was just like sat I had toothache the day before and I was just like sat down and then suddenly just something came off my hand I was like that's half of my tooth, maybe and it just fell out like maybe it was just you know if it's yeah, a milk it tooth, was very odd tooth it took a while why, why do I say watch- tooth that's so strange. No, the thing is, they, the thing is, the dentist went to take the rest of the tooth out, which made sense. But half of the root of the tooth, they couldn't get out. 
So I had like about a year where I just had a tiny bit of root just stuck in my gum and eventually that came out. Uh, but there's a That's random weird. boring story. So uh, love Rosie. Um, <laughs> I love how the listeners won't know. Before we started recording, I asked Ellen, I said, should we do our question of the week first? She said, no, let's jump straight into the minutes. And instead of jumping straight into the minutes, we've talked for 15 minutes about popcorn and broken bones. Um, so That's not my fault. <laughs> no, it is. It isn't. <laughs> it's, it's me. <laughs> Uh, I mean, okay. if the listeners want to know how far we can go with tangents, go listen to Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich minute when that comes out. Because flipping heck, he, nah, he will cut everything <laughs> from that. Honestly, yeah, I how, long, it, how long I was really the recording for that? Uh, four to four, five hours. Four, between four and five hours. Between 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 four and five hours. I was so drained after that, and I started watching a film. <laughs> Why did I do that? I, I really in I, I I really enjoyed the recording, but towards the end, I was like I was hungry, I was tired. Oh yeah, same. I was stuck. I was starving, and my water bottle ran out. Oh, it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is. Uh... <laughs> That's the weirdest shout out to a podcast. <laughs> but there we go. We starved for entertainment, guys. So go we listen. Did. Well, yeah. So please go listen to that. Go check it out. Okay, so is there anything before the belly moves? Because there's there's obviously like some quotations if you want to read those out. Um, um yeah, I'm stop just gonna... try stop trying to find the message. You're not going to find it. I am nearly there. I'm no, nearly you, there. You're really not though. I've got up to us discussing that we think we should do a podcast about Love Rosie. So I'm I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm... Oh, uh. oh, now I've got us randomly messaging through Paddington 2. Um, <laughs> You're never going to find it. Uh, but yeah, um, so Alice said... What about names? No, um, I'll let the new parents decide. Give us a peek. Hey, a woman's body doesn't become public property just because she's pregnant, you know. Be my guest. Oh. My. God. She's got hiccups. The little thing's got hiccups. Oh, bless. And we get the, uh, the the wonderful kind of kicking baby. And You know what? Uh, you know what I put to that? What? Ew. Really? Gross. Yeah, I, I really don't think I'd imagine it would feel really weird, but from a male perspective of never having to worry about feeling that, it looked really... I thought it was sweet. <laughs> It just kind of looked gross to me. It's kind of, it's so weird, isn't it, how pregnancy works. I just, ugh. Um, so one thing which I did not think about until this watch through is how the heck did they do that effect? Do you think there was somebody underneath the belly poking? <laughs> just, it could just be. I'm wondering it. whether think... it's a thing that they'd end up adding in post, but I feel like it was definitely actually there. I think it was there. I reckon... There's de- there must have been like some kind of hand, because obviously the the ba- the belly was fake, so it would that would be like prosthetic, prosthetic, prosthetic. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I'm just thinking maybe it was hollow, so like there was a someone just poking it. That's my best bet, yeah. unless it was just done post. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think it's um, 
I think I've just forgotten exactly what I was about to say. Uh, I'm getting really yeah, close you to re- this message. You, know, you really <laughs> need to just stop looking for it. You know what? We're just not going to talk until you find it. I'm I'm way too close now. I'm at the 22nd of Jan. People don't care. You're probably going to end up cussing this. And it'd it probably be matter. the most boring thing ever, but I've become so invested now. So I, I should probably actually check what date I'm looking for, first of all, um, so I don't oh, just have to gosh. read all the messages. So I am looking for the 15th of January. Whoa, we actually decided to start the show way... No way, I've just... No, never mind. I've I've gone back to the bottom. <sighs> well, that was your fault for going off it. It was. So we actually started the show way, way... Um, uh, uh, no, way, way earlier than I thought we did. Like, we're literally talking about a week after I first saw the film that our messages are like, oh, we're doing this podcast now. I didn't realise it was that close. Um... But there we go. That is quite interesting. Um, oh, yeah. It was ages ago when we decided to do this. Like, probably before even December. No. Well, we... No, we... we um, so you were on Christmas, actually, on around the 20-something of um, January. Uh, that was January? On the 24th. Yeah. That literally felt like November. No, it was January. It was the finale. <laughs> it, it, it's it's strange how time works. It does feel ages ago, and I think it was that week that we were talking about it because during that podcast we kind of hinted that maybe we'll do something about Love Rosie because we spent a surprising amount of that recording chatting about Love Rosie despite it being a podcast about love. Actually, yeah. um, have we got anything more to say about the popcorn scene before we move to just this lovely, lovely sequence of Rosie in bed? Um, well, no, it's just the stomach, the belly, isn't it? Not the popcorn. Yeah, that's true. It's the, the belly. So we've we've got Rosie in bed. Um, no, you've baby... skipped loads. You've skipped what loads. Have I skipped? No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Oops. Look, it's been it's been a long day. I'm sorry. Okay. No, it's no fine. she's in bed. She's in bed at this point. Yeah. And the baby's still got the hiccups. Mm-hmm. And from this point, I was like, yeah, she's keeping the baby. Yeah, yeah, I think you just know, don't you? I mean, she named it. Um, can we just mention the... Is it the hue? Is it the hue? It could be like the orangey kind of tint or sunset. I don't know what it is. It could be just like the timing that they filmed it. Or it could be a light. Like, I don't know what they did, but I really like the way the, the orangey room looks. It's so cosy and like warm. Yeah, that's fair. What are you um, looking at? What are you looking at? Me. Yes. Oh, I've re-scrolled. <laughs> no, no, stop! Because you're not. Hey, you're look. You're I'm, not paying I'm, attention. I'm, to I'm, this. I'm, I'm, I'm two days away from it now. Uh, it, it. I know the message is literally probably just gonna be me saying film was good. Um. I'm pretty sure you said that you cried at this point or something. That's it. 
Do you think I'm going through all of our Instagram chat and I actually like snapped you or something? You know what? I think you might have, you know, maybe. Like maybe you took a photo of the screen. Yeah, there could be there could be a whole manner of things. Uh, but essentially this was pointless and I've not found it. And it's a real shame. Uh, yeah. Oh, hang on. No, never mind. I was in February, not January. I'm going to keep scrolling while we talk. So I said, currently watching Love, Rosie, I'm up to the birth scene, and it's so bittersweetly, painfully sad, but good. And you said, I 100% agree, sad but sweet, but also happy. I don't know. And I said, yeah, I see that. It's kind of the weird underlying sadness throughout the happiness that I've never quite seen like this to this scale before. I definitely get why you like it. Only thing I can compare it to is the last 20 minutes or so of Me Before You. And you said, it's very similar to Me Before You. Not only is it the same male character, but the romance and overall feeling you get of not wanting the same for your life, but not really realising why, because it's such a beautiful life. Uh, I find it really hard explaining how I feel about these films. And I said, yeah, I get you. Makes perfect sense. Just up to her best man's speech. And then you said a crying emoji. I sent crying indeed. Also, on a different note, what a soundtrack. And I said, okay, it's finished now. What a film. You said, did you like it? I said, definitely. Watched it with my mum and she seemed to enjoy it too. Thanks for the recommendation. And then you said, uh, glad you liked it. And then uh, you just talking about what your mum thought about the film when she saw bits of it on in the background. <laughs> but that, that was that was not worth it. Um, oh, and then straight after th- that, the same day, I messaged you saying, "Oh, by the way, I, would you be able to stand in for my podcast?" Wow! So there we go. That's our origin stories, guys. If you cared, <laughs> definitely time. didn't. They definitely probably going to end up cussing this anyway. So yeah, apologies for that. I this is why I will never do that ever again. Um, so let's talk about the colouring of this scene, like you mentioned uh, mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, you're right, there is kind of a lovely sort of tint, kind of rose. Rose? I think so. Rose? Yeah. Well, no. sort of rose rose gold, I guess. I, mm, mm, wait, am I, am I seeing like a different colour to you, maybe? That's good. Um, so I've kind of realised that it actually follows throughout the film, this colour. Yeah. There has to be like a reason why. Ooh, do we think it's a metaphor for how she's looking back upon her life in rose with rose tinted glasses? Symbolism. The listeners can't anyway. see the look that Ellen Ellen just gave me. <laughs> anyway, um, should we just skip to the pregnancy? <laughs> I, I guess, I guess so. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've never seen you look so disappointed in me. Is that a metaphor? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, anyway, the Push It song comes on. Yeah, which I think we have to talk about Eddie here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the, Eddie this, this was his brought joke. this kind of conversation up, I think. Because yes. I never really saw it as like... It, I never really noticed, to be honest. Like, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I it's, so, it's so obvious I, when you watch it now. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure James Corden did it. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure James Corden did it. I'm pretty sure he did, didn't he? But yeah, it's 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 the song is Push It by Salt and Pepper. It was released in 1987 and written by Herbie Azor and Ray Davies. 
I quite, I really like how expressive the uh, stress is. Cha- yeah, chaotic, is chaotic, that, that's it's, the word I'm after. Chaotic this bit is, yeah. And so I've said, I love this sequence and the decision to stage it at home rather than a hospital is lovely and intimate, although maybe also budgetary. Mm, yeah. Because this was low low budget, so maybe just using the house set again was cheaper. Than yeah, but I also like that, though. I'm glad they didn't go to hospital. I find that if it was at a hospital, it would... I feel like if it was at a hospital, it would kind of be easier for it to just give it away. Mm. I feel like the I idea the of it... Thing. I feel like the fact that it's in the house kind of spoon feed you more to the fact that she's going to keep it yes yeah do you uh, think so we hear a yeah. little yeah we hear a little more background dialogue let's go as quick as you like she's mm-hmm. right down in the hallway oh all right breathe 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 and she shouts get out breathe 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 everything's going to be all right and then she screams and one of the brothers says from the other side of the door being a girl sucks i actually love the way this whole bit is filmed i yes love it i think it's it seems like it's all in like one kind of is it in one? That's what I'm just gonna check. If just it check is, that right now. I think it is what... if it's all in one, it is oh, I love it. Oh, I think it might be. Why didn't I tweak this? And I I love it. I love the way this is filmed. Because it's so like it's just it adds to the chaoticness. Chaoticness, is that a word? It adds to the uh it adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, and this whole thing is only about 30 seconds. I'm just going to check now exactly is it, how Is it all in one is. shot? Is, was I right? It is It is all in one shot. Oh, I love that. And I find that there's a bit of a shaky bit by the staircase when he looks yeah. over. I like that too. I think it's... it's 29 seconds, the whole thing. Yeah. It goes from, uh, from 31 minutes and uh, 31 seconds okay. to 32 minutes. And... Yeah, what what a sequence. And the one shot is almost a callback to how the child was conceived. Dumb. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention, I feel like this bit in the film really questions people whether they want a child or not. Again, yeah, it's maybe. the stomach moving like how it does. And then the birth of it, like her screaming, how chaotic it is. It really puts you off. You see, whereas either from a my own perspective or as the only male here, I'll take it as a male perspective, but I could be wrong. Seeing it without the kind of hidden stuff of knowing that that's what I'd have to go through, watching it from the others, I think it looks like such a nice sort of family thing. All ch- <laughs> I don't know. I love how the family are all chipping in and all kind of helping. I don't know why. And then they're all together in a Yeah, in but a bit I feel like you'll just bed. want them all like, to fuck oh, off. You'll just want them all to fuck off. Like, get out. Get out of the room. Leave me alone. I don't know. Maybe. Honestly. Uh, once again, I can't, I can't really comment, obviously, but I feel like... I think the I fact that like her dad is like... in there, her dad is in there, seeing her give birth, is weird to me. That, yeah, okay, so the, the actual giving birth, yeah, I admit. The before and the after, I think. Yeah, I think the kind of when she's given birth, she's got the baby, she's in full broodiness. I think it's perfect to have family around at that point, surely. My Wi-Fi's gone. Oh no. Oh, you're frozen. Um. Hello. So we're on about. Um, the one shot. So I really like this, yeah. the one smooth shot that it is, and it's kind of a little bit wobbly here and there, which I really like because it kind of makes you feel like you're there. 
Yeah. Um, I really like it. I just, it was just the thing I mentioned in this bit that I really liked. And I liked how chaotic it was. It made it seem real. And just, yeah. I can't believe I didn't notice the one shot until you pointed it out, because it's so obvious now, but I just had not yeah. tweaked it in my notes at all. Um, so it kind of goes from her face, doesn't it? I don't know whether there's anything before. Yeah. That's kind of when I clocked it. When it starts on her face, face yeah. Mm. Um, so the so the social worker comes, um, and the midwife asks Rosie whether she'd like to hold the baby or whether she should bring her straight downstairs. Um, and it's around this point that I just wanted to say uh, that whilst I like the fact that she chooses to keep Katie rather than put her up for adoption. Yeah. Why, story-wise, did we even introduce the concept of adoption? It's set up and then ridded of within five minutes. Well, because she wants to go to... Because um, she would get rid of it, wouldn't she? Because she didn't want the child. Yeah, I guess. Because she didn't want to get pregnant, and she wanted a life. She had it all planned, and then she got pregnant, and then she was worrying about like where her future would go. So you can see kind of where her thought mm. of... like putting the child up for adoption because obviously her parents are catholic did she say yeah so yeah they wouldn't allow abortion so it's just interesting that they introduce it as a concept and get rid of it so quickly and in terms of story it, it's, structure it's I odd it's, but it works in a weird way it shouldn't work honest, but it does i think it's it's what a lot of people go through isn't it do you not think like that's what a lot I of women so, go through yeah. if they get pregnant and they're not in a position to look after the child they give birth and they're like, okay, we'll give it up to adoption, especially if they don't want to abort it. Um, like, whatever they want to do is their decision and their right. But I think at the end of the day, it's kind of... A lot of people change their mind. But, yeah. So, Katie, we know she's going to be called Katie. Let's just face it. We'll just call her Katie from now on. Um, hiccups when she's a child in the, the arms. And then, you know, that's kind of like the point where you just know... like You're spoon-fed again that she's going to keep the child... It'll be the social worker. Would you like to hold her? Or should I bring her straight downstairs? So I would like, at this point, to tick off the first item from Rosie's list. Oh, I had it all sussed. Move to Boston, study, get a great job, at 27 come back and open a hotel, then get married and have kids. So, have kids can now be ticked. I mean, it's in the wrong order, but we can tick it anyway. Yep. Okay, so, she's keeping the child. And then she holds it, and then she calls it Katie.
<laughs> I was crying at this bit. I was... I was... My throat was so sore at this bit. Parent-child relationships are just, for some reason, an instant, like, emotional success. No, honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it was because I was like, I really hope this doesn't happen to me. (laughs) Which is Um, definitely not what the film's supposed to be conveying at this point. (laughs) No, no, it's definitely not. I just... The thought of giving birth at her age, when you've got such big, like, life ambitions and things just scares me especially because like obviously like me i've got a lot of like dreams that i want to do before you know yeah settling down and i just i don't know it really hit me it's lovely uh the score is amazing yeah the score is is it um so in our podcast at the very beginning um by ethan shout out um, ethan yeah isn't it like a toned down version yes isn't it okay i was right Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so it's... Um, well, obviously it's the same tune that appears throughout the film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a version called Reprise, which appears towards the very end of the end credits. Mm-hmm. That's officially the version I sent to Ethan. But he has... His version is different to that. He's just doing... He's just taken... I sent him Reprise because Reprise was kind of the most explicit version of that motif. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's added on to that. But it's just... Oh. It's just beautiful. I love this. It's so weird because a, a repeated motif could get really annoying if done wrong. If if yeah, it was they really do it, annoying, they do it really well. Music. I find, and I think it's the fact that it's not the same track. It's hidden in all the other scores. There's just little hints of do yeah. do, do do do, and it's just ah, oh, it's mm-hmm. beautiful. So I agree. Um, Katie starts crying. Um, I just want to mention before we move the, the crying of the baby. The crying of the baby sounds so fake, in my opinion. It sounds like those toys that you get when you're like really young. Those babies, and they're like, they can cry, and they can scream. I hadn't you know, acknowledged it, but maybe, maybe you can even change their nappies. Sorry, I was going a bit too far. We get a bit more of Dennis Dunn right now. Oh, my man, the best, Dennis Dunn. The best this is one of his guy. best scenes, I think. Um, this, this every time this honestly this pushed so me happy. over the edge pushed, yes. honestly that was it over for me I was over wait I can't even talk correctly right now so you have to cut all of that out because I was like rrr, rrr, rrr. anyway oh god it's the excitement of Dennis Dunn being on screen he's on screen we just all get go into full shock mode because he's just awesome um, no I so... do I'm obsessed with him. He's the perfect every, actor. Yeah, every time this... he's on screen, I'm just like, oh, yay, more Dennis. Yeah, <laughs> literally, just... literally. Oh, um... You know, I still remember the drive back from the hospital when you were born. You screamed blue mortar whole bloody journey. <laughs> I was so scared I jumped three red lights. Lost my life. You never told me that before. You weren't part of the club. Oh, it's just... Oh. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh. 
to be fair, I'm not gonna lie. I only just realised that. <laughs> you only just realised what? You you only just you've only just you weren't part of the club, but oh, that ne- that was never the bit that got you. That that was that was always that moment that I it was just always, him. It was times. just him. It's just him. Like his presence just makes me yes. sad, yes. and I I feel like <laughs> at this point in the film, especially once you've seen it a few times. This is like where it hits you the most because you just know what's yes. happening next. Obviously, I don't want to spoil. I've just spoiled the film for you anyway, so it's fine. But um, but yeah, this bit is just dreadful for me. Yeah, and it's like I, oh, I no, no, was... wait, wait, wait! I take it all back. There's a letter. <laughs> yes, there's a letter. Oh no! Well, well just I his presence. Like then it. I'm just going to say his presence. His presence just has this kind of like. I was going to say, I can't wait till we get to that letter, but no, I can wait. I want some more Dennis Dunn first. No. Um, so, um... That so episode, note... I think I'm going to be crying in that episode. <laughs> yes. So my note just says, Dennis is so wonderfully lovely. I love this scene so much and wish we got more of the family dynamic with Rosie bringing up Katie. But I also love that Ditter leaves us wanting more rather than giving us all the stuff we love. Um, because I think there is that, that there's such clear characters. It's this, it, this is where it comes in with About Time as well. Because I have found I have the same complaints slash love with About Time is that some of these side characters are so amazingly fully fledged three dimensional characters that you go, I want more of these. Yeah. And the fact that they actually don't overkill and you just get little bits of Dennis done here and there mm-hmm. is just lovely. I think it's such an even, not even, but it's such a perfect amount. Yeah, perfect amount. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but I think I read somewhere that for about time, Bill Nye only filmed for like a week. Oh. He feels like an integral part of the film, but he's not in yeah. it very much. And it's, I think it's the same with Dennis in this. I think he feels like an integral part of the film, but I, I'm going to guess by the end of it, we're going to go, was that it? Because he's so engraved in our mind Yeah. that it's just... Do, I don't even think we see him that much up in, like before his death. I think his no. death is like slowly creeping. Up. Oh, that's so sad. Oh. Um. But yeah, I got so excited about this moment. I, the listeners will be will be will hear. You probably didn't. Um. That when I was going, oh, I love this scene so much. I did knock the pop shield off my microphone. So that will be some noise to edit there. Um. I didn't even realize. <laughs> now. Um. So. Um. Then it cuts to this bit in her park in the park, doesn't it? Yes. I think this is too Bridget Jones. I don't really like it that much, but I find no. it quite funny. I like, I, yeah, I like it as a standalone scene, but I think these sorts yeah. of stuff, it just, I, I keep using but Bridget I, Jones as a complaint. I don't mind Bridget Jones. It's yeah, just... I think this is, this is the bit, in my opinion, this is the bit where Love, Rosie becomes a generic film. Mm. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. I think so. If you if you turned over TV, if you were just flipping through the channels and you came across that scene and you just saw In battle to preserve sanity, must remember following rules. Number one. You know, you, you you'd just go, oh, that's one of them movies and you'd scroll. Yeah, over. and you just yeah, exactly. Um but have you ever seen like a film where, like this? Like the actual kind of general storyline of two best friends kind of thing. I feel like I have well when Harry I met feel Sally, like I... but yeah. that's but the the difference with when Harry met Sally is they're not best friends when they first meet, 
there is clear sexual tension straight away. Then they become friends, okay. and then it becomes more. So it's it's not as much as best friends okay. straight away. But I I feel like I've seen this before, but I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. No, neither can I. Maybe mm, let us know, guys, if you've seen a film that's got you know. I don't know. That's also a potential question of the week: is what's your favourite best friends movie? So, um, shall we move into our question of the week? Yeah, let's, let's move on. To the listeners, just so they know, uh, I was really stupid today and completely forgot about this until about three hours before recording, so I spam-posted the question of the week over all our social medias and all my personal socials. So we have got probably answers from people who wouldn't normally be answering because it's on my personal pages, okay. but we do have answers nonetheless. Our question of the week for this week is what's your favourite film soundtrack? Uh, so Lily said The Lost Boys, which I agree with. And she said she's got the CD soundtrack <laughs> in her car. I still haven't seen all of it, but one of my big takeaways of what I was watching when I watched Lost Boys was the, the I love this soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. The soundtrack's really good. Um, and then Owen has put Guardians of the Galaxy easy. Yeah. Well, anything with Mr. Blue Sky, that is just a heck of a song. I know that's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, but still... Um, I would read out more, but we've got a lot from the others. Um, so over, um, Polly also said Guardians of the Galaxy over on my Instagram post. Um, Tegan says Mamma Mia. I will agree with that, but I, I was I was not going to include musicals. But I, I've yeah, never sure. seen Mamma Mia and I'm glad about it. I'm happy about it. So You wouldn't enjoy it. I like ABBA songs. I like ABBA songs, but do they ruin them? Probably. It's, it's, um... It's it's not a film you'd sit and watch on your own. It's a film which, if you had like a few friends and probably like a couple yeah. of glasses of wine or whatever, I don't know. I watch it with my family probably once or twice a year, and we just have fun. Uh, Tegan also said High School Musical. I'm also gonna have to agree. I I really like High School Musical. I mean, oh, it's just it's just childhood, isn't it? Yeah. Well, for me, it's nostalgia because I was in a show of High School Musical. So like, yeah. They've all got that hit. If if one of those songs starts playing, I'm getting out the dancing and singing along. And no, 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 no. Stick to the stuff you know. It's an epic, epic show. Love High School Musical. Um, and uh, Amelia says, anything by Hans Zimmer. Inception is good, though. Okay. Uh, and it's okay. I'm a bit of a he's, Hans Zimmer fan. Yeah, he's good, isn't he? I think he did um, Rain Man, and Rain Man has a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously we are crossing between soundtrack and score in some of these, but I deliberately chose soundtrack so that we can talk about, you know, lyrical songs as well as the score. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm just including anything they say. To be yeah. Fair. So uh, over on Facebook, Scott said, uh, take my breath away from Top Gun. Yeah. Top Gun. Oh, I love that film. Well, t- top, top Gun isn't a good movie without the soundtrack. The soundtrack no, is the, Top Gun. The film is so boring in in a in yeah. a way, but it's just because I don't know, just the aesthetic, I guess. It's the, it's, it, yeah, it, it's the aesthetic and it's the music. Yeah. If there wasn't a soundtrack to Top Gun, yeah. it would just it, be. It's true, though. Is it's true. It's only a great movie because of that. Yeah. So uh, Gareth says, "Hook, Curly Sue, and uh, Fluke are some less celebrated classics." I I can't remember Hook. I've seen it. Curly Sue is on my list to watch. Is Hook um, like a piece of pan? Yeah. Is that yeah. The pe- okay, I think I've seen that. 
Robin Williams. I don't remember the. I don't, yeah, I don't remember the soundtrack being any good no. though, or the score. I don't know. Anyway, um, Alex says Transformers has some really nice pieces in there. Um, I would like you to guess what Eddie's answer was. Muppets. Correct. Ah. Uh. He said, "He said the Muppets 2012 genuinely the happiest soundtrack ever made." I literally I, said that so quickly and with so much confidence. As soon as he commented it, I decided in my head I was like, "I'm going to make sure that I ask Ellen to guess mm. because." Uh, and of I course. said to him, "Can't say that the answer was unexpected." I've got everything. No, that's the wrong words. He said, "There's literally a song in it called right Life's a Happy Song." That's great. Nothing's stopping me. Do 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 do. Okay. Well, this is staying in. Um, no, it's not. So, uh, Ollie says "Baby Driver" for all the diversity and perfect integration uh, of them during the film. Shout. I it's know a shout, what though. That's a but shout. But you don't though. like the film, do you? But I don't like the film. Yeah, I just. Thought but it does have a good so... soundtrack. The soundtrack makes that film like Top Gun, but honestly, that film. Yeah, no, that's it. it is it is so it many is people the... love that film, but what happened? Baby Tell Driver me what happened is with the Baby Did Driver I... is the Top Gun effect. Hello, it's Luke from Editing here. I'd just like to comment on the fact that we seem to completely ignore that uh, last week we predicted what some people would answer and Baby Driver and Guardians of the Galaxy were the two that we both guessed would come up. And so we're right. Um, So Shane says Lion King, of course. Elton Elton John, it's got to be, hasn't it? Really. Mm -hmm. Um, No one uh, said Bohemian Rhapsody. No. Or... um, What's what's the Elton John film? Uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I think I think that um, those answers are cheats. I'm going to have to admit it. I think if people they're cheats, that, but cheating. they are cheats. But but then I someone mean, said Mamma Mia, and I think that would be. A I cheat. love Queen. Queen. Oh. Because otherwise, I would say Across the Universe, which is a musical using exclusively songs by the Beatles. Brent says dazed, dazed and confused, and. Uh, Freya has said, um, hands down, it's Cruel Intentions. And I forgot about Cruel Intentions, but what a movie and what a soundtrack. So, what is your favourite film soundtrack, Ellen? Um, Honestly, I think I'm going to have to agree with my sister and go with The Lost Boys. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe Stand By Me. There's probably loads of films that have those kind of songs in, but the one I can think of right now is The Lost Boys, because my sister said it. My film soundtrack, my favourite film yeah, soundtrack, what is, your film um, is have you heard of a film called The Boat That Rocked? I think I've heard of it, yeah. but I haven't watched it. So. It was also, it, to our American listeners in America, it's called Pirate Radio. It's written and directed by Richard Curtis, but does not feel like a Richard Curtis movie at all. Um, it's about uh, pirate radio hosts in the 60s. Do you know much about pirate radio from the 60s? Absolutely So not. basically, rock music and pop music were, was banned on the radio, basically. Mm. None of the big stations would. So in order for people to listen to it, P- uh, radio stations would actually have to host radio illegally from on a boat on British waters. And they'd just live on a boat and host radio and play rock music illegally. The Boat That Rocked oh. is just a movie which is just so much fun. It's in the 60s. It's all peop- all the radio station hosts. Uh, Bill Nye is one of them, of course. Uh, it's a Richard Curtis movie. Bill Nye's going to be in there. Um, but it's it's so much fun. And the soundtrack is just 60s rock music. That's just it. You've got some Beach Boys. You've got some Turtles. It's just... oh, I, It's my favourite thing to listen to. Um, okay. Now... 
Film of the week. What's your film of the week? Do you want to tell me yours first? Yeah, I think I've told you mine already. But, yeah. Um, so I know I'm a couple of weeks. I'm a couple of weeks behind on it. I know. I think I watched it about a week after it came out. Promising young woman. What a movie! What and I recommended movie. it to you, didn't I? You did. Well, in yeah. in, in my defence, I had been following it since it released in the states last year. Like I knew of it. I yeah. watched interviews. I, and stuff. Yeah, same. And I sat down. I watched it with my whole family, which was dangerous given the themes. Like it could have gone. Bad, yeah, I did. I did but... pre-warn you to be fair. But they all loved it. That's good. And I think it is fascinating. And I've been watching a load of video essays this week since, just to kind of find out more about it. I think I'm going to watch it again before my trial ends as well. Uh, DVD comes out in August, because that's what I check. And I, th- I think, it's a cliche, I don't want to actually tell anyone what this movie is about, because I was so glad that I that whilst following it, I'd avoided every spoiler I could. But yeah, that I don't know what else there is to say about Promising Young Woman because I don't want to actually say what the film's about. Obviously, um, I th- um, it's very simple, I find, but it works really well. Um, yeah, there's some unexpected moments, but that's only because of how simple the film is that those moments take you by surprise. All I will say is, um, to I, I don't want to spoil any of the events of the film to anyone listening, but um, if you're interested in seeing it, just beware with of the themes it deals with of sexual abuse. Yeah. And uh, it's on Now TV if you want to go watch yeah. that film. Um, uh, Ellen, what's not, your film of the week? Is it on Now TV? Now TV, yeah. Yeah, it is on Now TV. Okay. My film of the week is The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Ah. I think um, we've you've had that on your watch list for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I've had it on for so long. Because I added it after you added it and... I have. I did not know you've seen it, so yeah, I'm. I'm excited to hear. But yeah, okay. So this is the film of the week that I've chose because it's just funny. It's so wrong. It's so wrong. Like the concept is so wrong. It's okay. So I'll I'll let you know a little bit about it. So a 15 year old sleeps with her mum's boyfriend, who's 36. A 15-year-old, so she's obviously underage. And there are, like, a few things I'm a little bit like, do I agree with that? But I think the whole film itself is really well made. And I really like how it's been done. Like, the the 70s, I just love it. It's great. Um, But there's a lot of, like, nudity. And because she's a 15-year-old, like, supposedly a 15-year-old as a character, I just think it seems a little bit wrong. It is yeah, wrong. that's um, understandable. Yeah, the actor isn't fifteen, obviously, but the th- the thought of her being fifteen is just. Uh, it is a coming of age film, but I wouldn't class it as a coming of age, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth the watch. It's a fun, you know, just a fun <laughs> watch. I don't know. That I have nothing really to say to it. Just go watch it. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all medias at LoveRosiePod. Um, and you can find our personal accounts via those. So that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Is there any more? No, that's it. No. Thank you all Thanks. very much for listening and hope you enjoyed. Bye. Bye.
The Love Rosie podcast theme is performed by Ethan O'Mahony and is a cover of Reprise from the Love Rosie soundtrack, originally composed by Ralph Reganmayer. The Love Rosie podcast is produced by Bottle Oak Productions and is distributed by Lemon Drop Studio. For more podcasts and blogs, visit lemondrops.com.